Welcome to the Moving Beyond Your Tribe, where we dig deep on how to stand out from the crowd by building bridges and breaking free from the comfort zone of colloquialism, industrial language, and jargon to find new words, new thinking, and new approaches to ignite action, mobilize a wider network of ambassadors, create customer loyalty, even in a downturn, and build better internal culture. Hi, I'm your host, Torin. I'm bilingual and throughout my life have straddled two cultures, Norwegian and American. I've worked in 10 different industries spanning 25 countries. I have seen firsthand the power of diverse collaboration to create impact across cultures, countries, and the political divide. On this podcast, we will bring on notable leaders from all walks of life to teach us and provide us tools on how they have moved beyond their comfort zone and create amazing breakthroughs of profit, opportunities, and impact. Now let's get started. So welcome to Moving Beyond Your Tribe, and I'm really excited for episode two of the celebration of the Girl Geek Dinners. And this time we're going to talk to Girl Geek Dinners. I don't know if it's Oslo, Norway, but it's got the 10th anniversary. And so we're really excited to have four founding members or some of them, and to talk a little bit about how it all got started and how did it last for 10 years and what's next. So welcome. Thank you. So we start with, who is the founder here? Is it you, Vivi? <laughs> no, that's Nina. Nina. Yeah. So Nina, tell us. Well, I'm one of the founders because this is a group venture uh, from the start. Actually, there was Benta who came home from Belgium and she had been to one of the Girl Geek uh, meetups there, where I think Chloe Willards ran the show, and she was really, she was really excited about it. So I think she put out a tweet asking girls in Oslo if they were interested in making this girl community, and then we met. I don't know how many we were, like 10, 15 maybe, over a beer. And everybody was just excited <laughs> because we realized immediately that just sitting around a table, having a beer, talking about tech, all girls, that was something awesome. So much fun. And a couple of weeks later, we had this bigger meetup where we, I think we were 30 or 40 people. Uh, and we had lots of ideas and we had this tradition going from meeting one where everyone said hi, introducing herself, saying her name, what she was doing in tech, why she was there kind of thing, just briefly. And we continued doing that for years and years on every meetup. And that would be like once a month for a long time. And that was always amazing to see where the girls came from and what they did. And I think it made everyone feel welcome it was a very open and growing community and nobody would ever uh, be standing alone. Everybody would just be welcomed, you know? Yeah, I could, I could tell a lot of stories, but I think the amazing thing was just actually creating a community and everybody who's joined a network, a community like that will know that there's so many awesome things that you can actually do that you would never be able to do alone. So I kept going for like five or six years. And then a new generation of girl geeks took over. 
Well, that's great, Nina. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we can take a round from the rest of you. So you're like the founder here. And how do you say your last name? Nina Norbu? Yeah, Nina Norbu. Yeah, Norbu. Yeah. Well, I used to be a journalist. I guess I still am. I just quit my job. Two days before the corona hit the world, I quit my job. I wanted to do something else. And I quickly realized that it's, that was a good start because uh, now I reinvent life and actually i'm going as much off grid as possible these days oh that's and great walking a lot uh, around in the nature so what was it about technology that interested you what is it about tech did you write about tech or did you i was an editor in chief at the time in norway's equivalent to the bbc so i was working with internet journalism mm. a lot of guys around me you know with the tech stuff and also writing so that was the situation for a lot of the girls who met up with the girl geek dinners from the start that we were like few girls and a lot of guys <laughs> so uh, that was uh, sort of a relief actually to see how women community about tech changed the way we like thought about it to cooperate more and uh, and do things together yeah, but I, anyway, I was an internet journalist. That's That was my way in here. Mm. That's wonderful. And then who's next? Is it Vivi? Vivi Hotlam? Yeah, I was curious for the Girl Geek Dinners Network for about, since it started in, in Oslo for two years, but I didn't think that I was geek enough to actually attend <laughs> the meetings. But after a couple of years, I attended a meeting at Hewlett Packard in Norway, uh, in Oslo, and then uh, it, it was such an open community and just women that are really interested in tech and that has a high uh, knowledge and where you can actually meet and discuss and you, you solve problems. And I just loved the community. It was a place yeah, where you can really nerd and, and you can also show that you, you're on security, you don't need to really be an expert to, to be a part of the network, but you can actually learn a lot. Uh, and I loved that. Yeah. And then uh, who's after that? Was it you, Ingvild? Yes. I discovered Girl Geek Dinners, I think maybe it was 2015, 14, 15. I was working a lot at that time and I could never even, I could never get a ticket to one of the Girl Geek events. So it was <laughs> like the first one I was in 2016 when I was in my second maternity, <laughs> maternity leave. I was sitting at home and I was actually, wow, it opened. Now I can register mm -hmm. for a Girl Geek event. And I actually mm -hmm. managed to get the ticket. So I was so happy to go there for my first Girl Geek Dinners event and on uh, February 4th. I remember the date because uh, this really was a, a life changer for me because I really, I, I think you rigged that event, Nina. And it was really an awesome event because I came there all by myself and I felt immediately so included in the community. And also what Nina just said, like uh, everybody at the Girl Geek events introduces themselves. So it's easy to get in touch with people and to meet uh, people who are similar to you, have similar interests. And it was actually that uh, just that event was a game. <laughs> it was a game changer for me for that year in maternity leave because I sat in this group with uh, lovely people. And we were discussing different ways to how you can learn online. So mm -hmm. I got a lot of tips 
on how I could learn while I was in maternity leave. So actually that year that I was uh, at home with my child for a whole year, 2016, and that whole year, actually, all of the podcasts, all the tips that I got at that event on, <laughs> on February 4th, really made a change for me so I did so I learned so many things and it was all kind of kick-started by this Girl Geek event that I was so lucky to get a ticket to so when Girl Geek Tenors uh, Neuro Oslo announced that they needed more people to rig events and to join in to to make these great events I just thought yes this is a great opportunity and then I can always get a ticket <laughs> so <laughs> I was really happy so uh, in May 2016 I think yeah yeah, we were a group of uh, new recruited women who came and joined. And yeah, that was the start for me with Girl Geek Runners. Mm. I remember I was great. in the same group as you, Ingrid, on that event. Yeah. And you were such a contributor, even though it was your first uh, <laughs> first event. Mm, I remember uh, you. Uh, yeah, I remember <laughs> you too, really well. So, And you made me feel so included and welcome. So now it was really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really grateful because Ingvild then invited me and said, hey, do you, because I, I gave up. I, I think I was there. I don't know when you had that event at the Oslo University. You had like a dinner there, but I, I was able to get a ticket there. But since then, I was never able to get a ticket. And then Ingvild says, well, why don't we help out? Then we will always have tickets. And so I joined mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved it too. I thought it was amazing. So yeah. now we've got one person left, Christina Brend. When did you start with Girl Geek and are you helping now or? Well, I'm actually one of the founders in Tirunheim, which is oh, a wow. city a little longer north from Oslo. Um, and I discovered Girl Geek Dinners Network while studying in California, actually. Oh, really? Uh, but the California branch in San Diego wasn't active at the moment. So there wasn't any events for me to join. So I had to check up on Norway if we had any Girl Geek Dinner groups back then. And we did in Oslo and also I think Bergen as well. And I think Trumsta also had something, but nothing in Trumheim. So when I got home from studying in California, I, I was one of the founders of uh, Girl Geek Dinners in, uh, in Trumheim. And then we invited Nina and Betta up to come share with us uh, how we're supposed to do this. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had an open invitation. Uh, anyone interested in, in starting a Girl Geek uh, Dinners Network could uh, come listen. And we had actually 80 participants in, on this intro event uh, where 79 was women and one was a man. Uh, that was really uh, <laughs> working with them. Um, quality and he wanted such a network to exist so that was a a very inspiring event and this was in uh, 2013 in November and we've been having monthly events uh, ever since wow that's amazing that was a lot of fun Christina and uh, I remember it was really great to come and not like give the recipe but just sharing experiences we spent a lot of time to figure out how to do this and it took a long time to make every event. So it was really, I remember that was a great day because there was a lot of people really massively interested in how to do this. Yes, Positive indeed. Time. And also we we really took your recipe to heart though. And we've been following it ever since, especially the part about every participant giving an introduction when arriving at the event. So that sort of uh, open 
space for people to say, I'm actually looking for a job right now. I'm not happy where I am. Or my company is actually looking to hire right now. Or, yeah, I want to speak to someone who knows something about data science today. Uh, And these kinds of small introductions in the start of the event has been super helpful. And I know that some people have changed their jobs and some people have actually changed careers from doing nothing in tech to going to a tech job after uh, joining one of our events. And I think that's super awesome. So exciting. So when uh, when you guys look at uh, your events, what have you learned uh, uh, from doing them? And what has been the greatest gift to you that's given to you? We start with you, Ingvin. Wow, I've learned so many <laughs> things. I don't even know where to start. I think just rigging an event, that means you really get in touch with all sorts of different uh, environments on how uh, and the cutting edge technology environments. So it's a really great way to uh, learn because you talk with uh, the people. And I think like just being at the events is what uh, I think really the boosting of energy that people share from each uh, share and learn from each other. I think that's what really <laughs> tri- uh, triggers me to do to continue doing and rigging events like uh, month after month because I see kind of the energy that comes that radiates from people. And also just being seeing that we're making a difference with Girl Geek Dinners, that just like Christina is mentioning, that you see people getting new jobs. I've also noted experienced from events that we have people in the introduction rounds being almost recruited from others others uh, in the doing the introductory rounds i think that's really amazing i also see friendships being created people say oh yeah i met her at that event or i met her at that event so i think it's kind of the whole spirit of sharing and learning from each other and doing all the teamwork because it's all voluntarily based. Like everyone uh, is shipping in their time and their knowledge and that's it. And to see how that works and how it scales from uh, town to town and country to country. I think that's really some of the genius about the Girl Geek Dinners. I know that I can travel around the Norway to different uh, towns and cities and I can just have a look. Is there a Girl Geek Dinners event on i can go to england i can go anywhere so i think uh, that's also something about this uniqueness about girl geek dinners yeah. how about you nina i was just thinking about the even says it sounds like some kind of a sect you know <laughs> <laughs> all over the world and you meet your people but it's sort of true though and i just realized Actually, a few years back, maybe five or six years ago, we talked with the municipality of Oslo making a worldwide event and how super complicated that was and how easy it would be to do it today. I mean, just following the development of technology during these last 10 years is exciting. I was thinking about the importance of the community Uh, how you can actually make a difference. And I'm really curious to hear from Ingvil, who's like really engaged in this now, what she thinks is important. What sticks to mind is, uh, I remember once I was going to tech conferences all over the world all the time. And then there was a big one in Norway, in Oslo. And I looked at the lineup and there they were, the guys, the middle-aged, bald guys in a fucking suit and no women 
I mean, not even young people, but no women. And suddenly it was just like, what the fuck? There's so many competent women. I mean, there's women running tech companies. There's like, there's this long list. I could just list up 50 people, women who would be like really interesting to listen to on stage. And mm. I wrote a message to the community about this is enough. I mean, we got to do something about this. And then the community was just on and there was a lot of things going on. And I remember the day after in the morning, there were uh, four or five women on the lineup. And that actually, that was something that we really fought for to get these Compton women on stage, on TV, on radio, to write essays in the papers. I mean, just to be visible. And some people do that. They have like... It's easy for them, but a lot of girls have this thing that they really need to feel super, super competent to even raise their voice mm. about something, right? And I think the community actually worked like, what, what's the word in English? Like, we just lifted people and supported them. And we could like talk about some stuff that they were going to do on TV before they did it. I mean, just support in any way we could. And I think that we changed the scene. There was a lot of women from tech more visible within a short period of time, actually. And that's maybe another discussion. But I think women talked at that uh, at those times, like five, six, seven years ago, about tech in a different way. It was not the technology in itself. It was like the issue was always what is it, what can we use it for? That was always the theme when we were having the meetups. How can it be used in health, in research, in media, in social entrepreneurship, in sports? What can we use the drones for? What's the big data necessary for stuff like that? And it was amazing. And we had this huge meetup once. We were like a hundred girls and one of the hosts were, were a man. It was one man in the room and he said he was sort of, he was amazed. He was sort of in shock because he never had that experience before to be in a room with a hundred women being the only man. And I guess all the women in the room would, they would never, they, of course they had the same experience a thousand times. Right. But he said there was something about the whole atmosphere, open minded people, laughing easily, listening to each other, being engaged in each other's opinions, you know, stuff. Uh, so there's, there was something different. And I think we brought some of that out on the official arena. So why do you think it is that women haven't been out there? Like just a quick, if you have a reflection on that, like it, is it just because it's so easy just to pick the men and the women aren't there? lining themselves up or what what do you what do you think is stopping it could you say something about christina because you've been you've been one of the girls who's been like putting yourself out and you were really young when you started up this uh, community in the in Trondheim also well, yeah, yeah so do you have a reflection on it well I've been struggling a lot with the uh, imposter syndrome, really, uh, doing a tech education and uh, not um, not being one of the people who were coding a lot in my basement growing up. 
picking apart radios or other gadgets to see what's inside. I've never done that. And I figured the tech business wouldn't be something for me then since I, I had no experience when I started studying. But I saw that I could give other things to the industry than being the best coder in the room, which was also speak a language or explain technology to people in a way that they understood and also summarize or see the big picture of where the technology could be useful. So realizing that I had a place in the industry and I could contribute with something, it made me also realize that if I can do it, then, then everyone else can do it as well. That was sort of my my entrance into the tech industry. But seeing as we are a minority in the tech industry, we also have to, that's one of the things that will always be made a point out of in, in a meeting or in a project. So one of the first technology projects that I leaded in the startup meeting, one of the leaders said, we are kind of worried because we can see that there's a young blonde girl going to lead this project. So we're not sure what you are thinking, putting her in this position. Um, oh, did they say that? Yes. <laughs> And that was my first meeting with those kind of comments in, in, in work life. And um, of course, I felt bad about it, but I also kind of ignited a spark in me that I'm going to show you why I'm here. And um, yeah, I did deliver a very good report <laughs> in that project. So, um, but that's the kind of, of barrier that makes it harder to, to put your voice out there because not only do you have to be different in terms of your sex but you also have to be twice as good in the in the field or twice as much an expert when you do say something because if if not it's going to be yeah they're going to put the reason in why you don't know this onto your sex so it's yeah that's my experience anyway have you felt like it's gotten I've better i've also thought about that uh... Like yes. uh, because women, we we have had some couple of years with the lack of role models within technology, uh, female role role models, and we have a different approach, both to talking about technology and how we look at it, and maybe what kind of problems we see that technology can solve, how we can solve problems with technology. So, uh, and what is great with Girl Geek Dinners is that we actually we we try to uh, give women that haven't been on stage before, a place where they can actually practice to speak, <laughs> where they can talk, speak out loud to train and how to how to actually see how they can speak up in their branches at their work so that they get, yeah, so that they actually can uh, dare to raise, raise their opinion at work. That's one of the things we, we try to work a lot with in, in Girl Geek Dinners to actually to train women to speak out loud. Yeah, I want to answer your question, Turun, about if it's become better. And I think it has. In terms of the coming generations in the universities today, I don't think they the same problems and challenges that I did and that Nina did. But also, I think that Gogi Dinner has been a huge contributor to this because we not only get companies, they come to us now and they ask directly to the network. We are struggling to find good women candidates for this job can you help us share this in your network because we know that you reach them and also we have sort of an educational role when we pick our hosts 
companies. We teach them how to talk about technology so it's interesting for everyone and and also how to be an interesting uh, work of uh, place of work for for women in tech. So mm-hmm. they ask us for advice. What should we do to to get a better gender balance in our company? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really nice. And they also contact us both in Oslo and Trondheim and the other cities to 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 be sparing partners and to test out maybe new concepts and ideas uh, because they say that they need women that have a certain uh, knowledge of technology to actually test out their their concepts and ideas. Hmm. That's exciting. Isn't it like when you have have a lot of women working in tech on so many different levels and so many different companies that the the knowledge that you actually have together is something special. I know that a lot of companies work that way a bit more now that they actually mix different kinds of uh, knowledge and competence into a team and see instead of just having the teams where everybody knows the same kind of, (laughs) I'm having my dog here. He wants to join in. He wants to join in on the discussion. Yes, he does. (laughs) But uh, I remember even from the beginning that, the community turned out to be really cutting edge. I mean, we had meetups and workshops about algorithms at the Google office in Oslo. That's like eight or nine years ago. And we were talking about drones, like having a meetup mm. about drones before the, before even people knew what it was. And I, I think that was not like one person's knowledge or one person's idea was the I think it was like the blend of of knowledge that sort of pushed Mm. forward a way of thinking about technology that made it like Mm. curious super Mm. curious about what's going on and what can we use this for I don't know that's really true because I remember one time I was at one of the girl geeks and I met like two people that were programming robots into the banking system and they were women and I was like, wow, this is so cool. And then talking about how how they were like creating these email robots for emails and they would have a person's name and they called them all women, right? And so uh, it was just really interesting to see. I was like, wow, I, I was so dumbfounded. I learned so much from that. Yeah, I remember also we had this huge VR event. I think some of you were there. We had like 170 women coming to test out how VR can be used in different forms and shapes in different industries. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was really interesting to see, uh, see all the usage you can have it, uh, have it for. And, and also the energy was so uh, high and intense of all the women, women there. And we also created a think tank afterwards. So we had this huge, everyone is testing all this VR gear. And then afterwards we did this debrief and we had this uh, think tank where you could add, uh, add your comments and uh, afterwards. Uh, but only like 17% of uh, the creators of VR technology are women. So uh, it was funny because all the people the, on the stands that were, um, that were where we could test the VR gear, they were men. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. we have this reception. And then the men, they came up to me and they said, they, one of them said, like, oh, there were so many women there. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> hadn't like, noticed that it was an all-women event. Um, but that's so, a very good thing with Girl Geek, I think, that what you mentioned there, Ingrid, that we actually, we meet across so many branches 
other tech conferences are a bit to one branch, but here in Girl Geek Dinners, we meet across all branches. So we, me that work in finance, I learn how tech works in health, like what kind of problems it solves there. And it helps me because mm-hmm. we can use a lot of that knowledge into finance and vice versa. So you can, mm-hmm. you learn a lot across branches and it's, it's idea and thinking on another level, I think. Mm. Well, that's like with me. Uh, where did I learn about podcasts the first time? That was a girl geek dinner, yeah, also. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, sis. That's why I, I remember met it the you. First time. And I was so excited about it. I was like, I'm going to do that one day. Boom. Yeah. Now I am. But it was just so crazy. <laughs> that's where I learned it. And I, I met with him afterwards and we talked several times about how do I do this? So it all started girl geek. Mm. <laughs> It all started girl. Awesome. So, uh, what do you? So, how many branches are there now in Norway? Oh, I think we're maybe five, six. Mm-hmm. Five, six. Let That's me great. see. Uh, we have Tromsø, Bergen, Trondheim, Stavanger, Oslo, and uh, also Kristiansand. And Kristiansand. So, wow. yeah. Selling. And Molda, yes, and just oh. recently Molda and Westfall started out. Wow! Well. Wow! So we quite That's a few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so have you thought of having a, a, a national event, international event? I like that idea, Nina. That's a great idea mm-hmm. to bring all the girl yeah, geeks we together. National, we had a national event a few years ago. We were asked to uh, have a prize, like the girl geek dinner, mm-hmm. girl the year, girl geek of the year. I think we did mm-hmm. that three times. That was fun, and then we had the jury from all over the all over the country. That was the first time we were like actually cooperating. But to make an international event, I mean, we talked about that, didn't we, Ingvild? To make it, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yes. we have talked about it several times. <laughs> and I think actually we have some sketches on how how we were supposed to 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 do it. We have a mind map someplace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes, and I think it is possible in these corona times, it's actually possible mm. to do a digital event and invite uh, girl geeks from all over the world. I think that would be really cool. <laughs> it would be amazing, wouldn't it? I mean, I've been to many international festivals, like music festivals and stuff. I mean, we can do that. Mm. Sure, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. So when you look now, how this has enriched you and where you are now, how has Girl Geek changed you? personally and I'll start with you Vivi how it has changed me personally I just think I've I've got such a broad network across all branches and age groups and positions in in Norway I always have people I can call or that I can send a message if I am wondering about something uh, in in tech and also uh, if if as I work at Nordea, like one of the largest banks in in the Nordics, or um, it, when we when we have a difficult or or when I see that I need some inspiration or or some problem solvings, I know where to go to find some inspiration, and I can also invite. We have invited. We have had Girl Geek dinner events at at Nordea, and and we can actually get people. To, to come and help us solve problems. So what I've learned is that it's a, a huge power across branches and it's just to, to use it, to not be afraid to look look outside your own branch to, to solve problems. That's one of the biggest uh, things oh, That's I've a learned. great insight. 
So how about you, uh, Christina? Well, you um, led you led something. That's pretty. That's pretty daring. I mean, you took this mm. all by yourself in Trondheim, and you change and you basically have shifted and created a network there. So, having led something like that and doing it every single month, and what have you taken from that personally? Well, it hasn't been me all by myself. I have to say that, but oh, it's never that. But that, you started part of it, so you were part of the founding. Yeah, I think what what I learned doing group dinners here in Trondheim is that you should go alone to events and new things that you've never done before because that makes such an opportunity for you to connect with people and uh, learn stuff you never thought you would learn and taking care of that network sending people and linkedin invites after you met them and also having google dinners in in Trondheim is, is such an ad hoc network it's just uh, whoever has a technology field that they feel they want to learn more about they can just raise their hand and then make that event happen and i think that the power of people that are motivated and want to make a change is so inspiring and you just have to let that flame live because we all get tired and worn out and we have uh, other events in our lives that that take energy so there's always someone with with the extra little energy and vibe that want to make something happen and Go get dinners is uh, such an open network where stuff like that can happen. So, if you look at uh, you, Ingvill, you've been at Win It for a while. Uh, what has been the event that you're most proud of? I think I'm going to ask you all that. Which which is the one event that you're most proud of? Well, that's <laughs> that's a hard. Or the one, or, one, or the one that you like, the one that you surprise, or so, one that you just comes to mind. Well, I think the VR event was uh, really a surprising, uh, different event. But uh, I think also the event we had uh, at Google uh, with the gender-biased event, that was really very interesting with uh, different angles. I I think that was maybe one of the most kind of spectacular ones. And there's been glamorous events where we have like champagne and it's really fancy and we have a white uh, like, <laughs> yeah, dinner table <laughs> like with chandeliers. So it's it's a big variety of events. But I kind of like the smaller events where you really get to know people, where you really have time to do the, the, round, the round with uh, the introduction and you get to know everyone and um, you also have time to discuss. So, um, I don't know, I like the, the events where you have the format where you can all kind of co-create and you have discussions and then you share it afterwards. I don't know, there's so many things uh, to like. So I think that, that was a very difficult uh, question. I've been uh, rigging 17 events and I loved every, every one of them, I must say. But uh, they're all different. They have a, a different uh, feel to them. But, uh, and they're different girl gigs uh, at each event. And they're always some of the same girl gigs also coming back to event after event and that's also great well, that sounds yeah. good so how about you nina what what is the event because you started all of it with a group of people how uh what what are the events that you really think about when you look back i see what ingvill means by having the small events and the events where we had workshops where you actually get to talk to people and get to know new people but there is one event that i actually like <laughs> Makes me sticks to mind. This was an event at the University of Oslo at the at the sports division. What's it called? The University for Sports. Anyway, 
this is where like all the top athletes go and stuff. And we were going to do an event there. So we started off with, uh, we had researchers showing and telling about how they work on, you know, like the body, the health, the food and stuff like that. It was really, really exciting, really cutting edge. And then also Girl Geeks had their own presentations on stage. So it was like researcher, super nerdy, girl geek talking about some sort of training app they use and stuff like that it was a great mixture. And then afterwards we had a workout. Did any of you come there? No, yes. I haven't been that one. That was like sweating blood. I mean, we had one and a half hours of fucking sweating blood. It was so hard. It was and so great. Trainer, I mean we must do it like that again. And then afterwards, of course, we had beer. Somebody <laughs> sponsored beer. That was a great night. Oh, that's great. How about you, Vivi? What's your favorite? Or one that you can think come to mind? I, I remember, I, I can't remember totally what it was about. Nino and B, you can help me out. But we had one incident in, in Norway where we got to know that storting uh, that had been... Um, surveilled surveillance yeah, surveilled do you remember that nina yeah we were the first group that was invited to actually to her hear about how that actually happened and and uh, yeah how they found out what happened do you remember wasn't that that shipstead yes it was one of the major media companies in norway there was a presentation yeah. about that surveillance yeah. Yeah. Yes, there was there was like uh, some journalists who told us uh, in detail how they worked to actually uh, uncover this whole thing. That was amazing mm. because they used a lot of tracking data. Yes. Uh, to find out what actually happened mm. on a oh, surveillance on the on the Norwegian Parliament. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Wow. And we were the first group that actually got invited to hear about that. Mm. Uh, and, wow and yeah and that's actually quite big so that is huge yes <laughs> yes it is what did you learn from that event what surprised you what what you learned it it can make you kind of scared because you can see actually how, how much they can uh, they can find out but i don't know i i also learned that norway of course is quite quite secure country to live and to stay because we actually find out if, if things like that happens. But the power of technology, but also that it can be used the wrong way, of course, a reminder that we should be careful and that we should have people with the right values to, to work with technology, that we need to take care of that and that we need to have ethics as, as a big part of the technology education, mm. of course. That's mm. really true. How about you, Christina? What, what what are some events that you really look back upon with a smile? Wow, there's so many. But I remember one of our first events. Actually, uh, we had Anita Kronstrasset, which is uh, which was the CEO of uh, Hewlett Packard at the time, and Sunniva Rosa, which is a physics blogger. And the theme of the event was how do you what is your image online? Um, and one of the group assignments we had was someone you didn't know got your name uh, and your email address before the event. And they were supposed to go online and create an image of you, uh, how they thought your personality was, what your interest was and how you, uh, what kind of person you was. And then they were wow. going to do a presentation about that uh, in front of you in the groups. 
and then it was so funny because a lot of people were like I didn't know I had those kinds of informations about myself out there and I think that's also true to the recipe that Nina gave us about doing Gurgic events because you're supposed to go to one and then you're supposed to take something home it could be like new knowledge or um, that you actually some skill you learned or a new connection and that's a big part of the events that we had and I remember that because it was such a success success wow so if you look now what what technologies are you seeing on the forefront what are the trends that you guys are seeing are there any interesting trends that you think we should start thinking about Christina do you have any anything that's interesting well, right now Sure, I'm thinking the infrastructure is always important. So in when the emerging 5G, we have more real-time signaling so we can send data in real time and what happens with all the data gathering when it's real-time versus the time latency that has been before. I think that's uh, super interesting. And also the buzzwords these days are artificial intelligence and and how close it's coming up to be actual intelligence that's the two two fields that i'm following at the moment mm. how about I'm you really, nina yeah i'm really curious what's going to happen with online education and just ge- in general things happening on online uh, and, and i think it's going to it's going to be exciting to see because it's already there but it's going to develop really fast now because People use it a lot and we are dependent on it. And it's going to, there's going to happen something uh, in that area, I think. And also I've, I've seen that, I mean, the consciousness about the world today and the climate crisis and how important the nature is, that's also creating new apps and new ideas. And I'm, the newest one in Norway is called Vork. It's about an app where you track your trips in nature and then you can share with other people. And I think uh, technology, of course, can help save the human race. And I think we're going to see a lot of exciting stuff happening in technology where you, where the intention is to be aware and in love with nature. Mm. How about you, uh, Ingvild? Well, we were actually starting this uh, decade off by having a a great event on uh, a green new decade, we called it. Uh, We wanted to start out a series of events uh, regarding green technology and changing the new uh, generations that uh, require uh, a higher awareness regarding sustainability and that are so tech savvy that uh, they see how uh, it can be used. So we were actually starting off with having different events. We uh, had this teaser in February and then we were going to have uh, several events uh, on this, uh, on how different technologies are being used into making the world more green and sustainable. So, uh, but that all changed when when COVID-19 came. And I think that has kind of propelled us even faster uh, into the future. 
because of all the changes that we have to just suddenly have to had to take overnight almost. So I think also, like Nina said, with uh, education, I've been working with ed tech for 15 years. I think that's really, really interesting field. I've been working with kind of the cutting edge technology. How can you use gaming? How can you use uh, adapt, um, artificial intelligence to make the learning more adaptive? I think now this will actually, we'll see a fast propelling <laughs> forward on this. So I think uh, for, for me, I think that's uh, really interesting and something that I'm following really closely, uh, working with hackathons and ed tech and these things. Combined with artificial intelligence, I will be uh, a part, inclusive part uh, in so many branches, of course. So I think, uh, yeah, so how these are interesting th- trends. Yeah. How about you, Vivi? It's so much, but uh, as I work now in in the Nordic and a company that works on Nordic level and also global, I think that uh, both then artificial intelligence and uh, combined with the how, how we actually work now with uh, languages in technology, how 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 technology now um, yeah how how we can cro- work across borders and how we process with the language combined with the artificial intelligence that's very very interesting and and how we actually can can work better with uh, with all the data we have from our customers to to, to make banking easier and better for, for the customers that's uh, that's for me very very interesting so what do you mean by language language and technology that you mean that we need to be better at languages or is it more how technology can help with languages or? Yeah, uh, more that uh, we can um, now easier use all the technology across borders easier mm. because uh, you that are in the US, you, you use English, of course, and it's easy, but not all the technology works so great in Norway due to no. the language. So, uh-huh. so when we get better, uh, with with all the all the languages and and the possibility for all the technology services to 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 work across languages, wow. I think that's very very interesting both for for Europe but also for for other countries if we can use services across uh, yeah across all countries easier and better oh, that can great. that can bring huge opportunities. So now that we're celebrating 10 years, where do you want Girl Geek to go next? Does anyone have any comments there? Well, it's amazing, 10 years, how fast it went, Christina. Yeah, so the vision I think for Girl Geek Dinners is to be a network that is not relevant anymore. That's what we want, right? So oh, I love that, um, relevant anymore. Yeah. We mm-hmm. want the world to change so it's not needed. So that cookie dinners is not needed anymore. That would be like the the main goal. Hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> but there's still a lot of work to like, be done. <laughs> I remember Maria Luis. Uh, what? It used to be a girls only, the meetups. And we changed it so in the start so the guys could come if they were a date. If there were room for anyone extra, but uh, <laughs> you let the guys. We had guy. We had men saying as an introduction that I am a girl geek. 
Oh, that's very sweet. But do you open up the meetups now these days for guys, or is it still women only? The same rule, Nina. That applies. If if there's room, uh, you can yeah bring yeah guys are welcome. Uh, if the lists are not full, or uh, you can bring one one man with you as a woman. But it's still filled up. Yeah. yeah, five years ago we were talking about that. <laughs> Our dream was that we didn't need this to be girl yeah. exclusive anymore. That we actually thought that in five years we don't need this anymore. But sadly, mm -hmm. we can see that we still need it. Uh, and that's why we, we are still, uh, yeah. It's still for, for women and then men can, can participate if there is room. But there's never yeah, one. Is there? I mean, they're so sold out. In 30 seconds, the tickets are gone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it just shows you the need of Girl Geek. I mean, it just shows you how much more there's needed when, when the tickets go in 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. I mean, it, people are craving this kind of a network. I yeah, mean, I, 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 I think so that's... Privileged. Yeah, I, and I think that's interesting because there, a lot of uh, girl uh, networks have been popping up. Our technology networks for women have uh, come over the past five years, uh, even a lot more than 10 years ago. But still, still, even though there's like numerous events uh, that are free and you can go to at least pre-corona, you can go to events uh, all over Oslo, still our events got fully booked within yeah minutes or a few hours. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely still a need. I just remember we were doing an event at the Google events. Are you sure this is going to fill up? And we're like, yes, it's going to fill up. It's going to fill up. And then within within a minute, it was filled up. It was just crazy. Yeah, so. it was. I remember the first event that I, I rigged. At uh, it was about learning technology. It was at Yulno, uh, my previous employer, and uh, we didn't expect that it would fill up really quickly. And I hadn't like learned the the button of a waiting list, so like it just opened in the afternoon uh, at the set hour. And then I was at home with my, with the kids, and then people started calling me like, "You have to man, you have to make the wait list." <laughs> so then we had to really enable yeah learn learn fast and um, get the wait list done it was a uh, hundred participants that filled up within a few minutes so, so what we're saying is that within 10 years we would like girl geeks not to be needed anymore i guess that's the vision right and up until that point we'll continue to have girl geeks to serve and help people is that is that what we agree on yeah, it would be great if it was only a network for technology-interested yeah. people, right. not, not the gender. Uh, that would be amazing. So that's the goal. I like that goal. So coming to a close, I'd love each of you guys to tell me a life hack that you have. A life hack could be a technology, could be a hack that you have that simplifies your life. And I'll start with you, Vivi. A life hack. Well, Well, for me, it's actually not about technology it's more about uh, since technology is a big part of my daily life life hack is to be offline to be out in nature so i'm actually yeah going to going to a training to be, to become uh, like a tour guide and i spend a lot of time outdoors and uh, to exercise to 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 build the uh, yeah, to work with strength and yoga and flexibility because I think 
it's very important that we actually remember to be offline as well and to to have human relations. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. How about you, Christina? What's your life hack? Or one that you'd like to share? What's my life hack? Well, I have to say it's important to be curious. So always ask questions, even though you feel like it's a stupid question. There's probably a lot of other people wondering the same. And you also give the opportunity to the other person to learn whatever you ask about better because they have to explain it to you. So so I would say that's my life hack. Oh, that's nice. How about you, Ingvil? I think yeah, for me, it's, my life is so uh, kind of productive and hectic and doing a lot of things uh, all the time. So for me, being finding kind of a, a, a calm spot is very important. So for me, uh, do being out in nature, it's like we have this uh, cabin in the, in the mountainside to go there and just be outside in nature with complete uh, stillness, then that often kind of triggers my creativity and recharges me. So that's very important for me. And then my everyday life, it's doing yoga. They kind of find just this uh, stillness and peace. And in general, it's about kind of being uh, present uh, where where I am. I try. I really work on that because there, I I love all. Uh, I love the cool technology and all the advances that technology has done for us. That makes it so easy to be efficient uh, all the time. And I really love all those things. But I really try to be kind of in the moment. Like uh, put my phone away when my kids are there and try to be present and curious and uh, yeah in the room with the people uh, we're there and to be curious and, and yeah and ask questions and learn new things and how about you nina the yeah. one that started it all in norway <laughs> yeah i mean i'm coming back to the community actually because uh, that's how it started and this is what we're still talking about making stuff together and i'm thinking Uh, in the times that we live in, if you want to be brave, if you want to do something different, find your community. And this Mm. is what uh, Gurgic Dinners have really taught me, how much of an impact we can actually make. And we need to break the rules. We need to do things in completely different ways. We need to change a lot. And we need to be brave. We need to be activists. And you can always build a community and if you do stuff together you can do more so mm. i think uh, that's uh, well i i left the city i left my job in the city and now i live in a small house in the forest and uh, i'm going to create my new job and the only thing i know is that it is going to have to do with nature in some way and bringing people out in the nature to make them uh, care more for mother earth and uh, I'm talking to people from uh, my Girl Geek Network almost every day, actually, about different things, uh, meeting challenges and finding solutions. Mm. So doing stuff together, that's the way to go. Mm. It is. And together Mm. you made it 10 years. It's Mm. a lovely celebration. And I love that Ingvil has this beautiful (laughs) celebratory (laughs) birthday hat on. And we're yeah. celebrating. I think it's great. So I say toast to Girl Geek Dinners, Oslo, Trondheim, and all the other ones in Norway 
for being the contributor. And Sarah was really, when I asked her, who do you want to have on the episode two? And she goes, well, I think it should be Nori because they've been so active and it's been so exciting to see how they have just taking it on. So just continue the good work. And when I'm in Norway, that's one of the first places I'm going to go. So thank you. Thank you, Torin. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you happen to like this episode, please share with your friends. And if you're new, please pop on over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you and how we can improve and make this better or how this has helped you. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode.